0: Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you for listening in. This is a pre-recorded message. I'm probably out traveling, so I wanted to record this, so we had an episode. So if you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know at jasondemars.com. And my topic today is going to be chosen, part two, looking at election. So um, just a a reminder, if you're watching this, please subscribe and click the little bell, comment, and like our video on YouTube. Make sure to share, comment, and like it as well. Share it. Click on share. Text it to your friends. Um, This really helps spread the word about what we're doing here for these Bible studies on a daily basis. So uh, with that said, we're going to go right into the scriptures. Romans 8, 28 through 30. And we know that all things work f- together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Now I want you to just to take a minute to look closer. It It is not as though... We're saying, if you love God, things just happen to work out for you. Uh, that's not what it's saying. It, it's saying that in all things, God is working it together for your good. In other words, he has a we're called according to his purpose, God is working intimately in those circumstances, to bring it for your eternal good. Now, we can't say that things like the miscarriages and the, the, the um, sicknesses that result in amputations or um, family members uh, falling into sin, being incarcerated addicted to, to drugs. That's not good. That's an evil wrought by Satan. But God is a great redeemer of everything. He can take those very difficult circumstances for you and turn them into something that works for your eternal good. All right? That is God. That is our sovereign God. Romans 8.29, for whom he did foreknow. This word foreknow is prognosis. It means to foretell or to foreordain. So those whom he did foreordain. He also did predestinate. Foreordain is, means that you pre-planned this particular person to be here. He also did predestinate Predestinate means to fix their destiny beforehand. What is that destiny that, that is fixed beforehand? To be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. That means both the inner man is conformed to the image of Christ, and the outer man, uh, these vile bodies, will be likened unto his glorious body. This happens at the new birth, and through the process of our walk with Christ, and it happens at the place where we have a new body. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, that's fixing their destiny beforehand, them he also called. So God called them to himself. And whom he called, them he also justified. That means he's declared them just in his eyes because the blood of Jesus Christ not only covers their sin, but makes them righteous. They receive the very righteousness of Jesus Christ so that God looks upon them and says, you never sinned in the first place. You're righteous and holy. And to those people, he's also glorified, which speaks of the glorified body. Isn't that beautiful? All right, let me pull up my document and look at my notes. Acts 2, 22 and 23. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands crucified and slain. So here we see two things. The determinate counsel. That means to mark out or decree. So the decreed counsel. Counsel speaks of volition. talking about the will. The decreed will... And for thought, or for prearrangement of God. So it's speaking of the decreed, the decreed will, so this is the decreed will. God, in isaiah fifty three declared that the Messiah, is going to become a sacrifice for sins. And then foreknowledge, and so God then, he decreed that it will happen according to his will, sovereign will, and then he prearranged what would happen. Foreknowledge is not merely God knowing what would happen beforehand. It's God prearranging what happens beforehand. And that's important to understand. Romans 9, 10 through 23. Romans 9, 10 through 23. Not only this, but when Rebecca also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac, for the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God, according to election, might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. It's not God merely foreknowing that Jacob would be a certain type of person, Esau would be another type of person, but it was God choosing by election who would would receive the inheritance and who would not. Uh, The purpose of election might stand, not of works, lest any... Uh, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, to Rebecca, the elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. All right. He chose them. Based upon anything they've done, by foreknowledge of what type of person they would be? No. The children not being yet born, neither having done any good or evil, What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? What is he saying? Is it unrighteous of God to choose one and reject the other? Is it unrighteous of God to exercise his sovereignty in the plan of salvation? Paul says, God forbid or may it never come to to pass. May it never be. Romans 9.15, For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy, on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion, on whom I have compassion. Verse Romans 9.16, So then, it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. It's not from your will. It's not from your running. It's God who shows and gives mercy. God In other words, God chooses who he will extend mercy to, and he chooses who he will harden. I'm getting ahead of myself. For the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, For even for the same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will he hardeneth. Thou will say then unto me, Why doth he yet find fault for whose resisted his will? In other words, how can God judge me when he's merely choosing to have mercy on some and choosing to harden others? Nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing form, say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and one other unto dishonor? What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, and that he might make known the, vessel, the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he had afore prepared unto glory? So God wants to reveal the glory of his mercy to some vessels that he's prepared unto glory. And so in order to do that, some have to be fitted for destruction. So let's think of it, th- let's think of it in a, another sense. All of us, as we talked about yesterday, are born in sin, shaped in iniquity. We are worthy of death and hell. God and all of us, none of us are seeking God. None of us are reaching out for the true and living God. So God in his mercy chooses some that he will call to himself, open their hearts to the truth so that they will be saved. If God has mercy on some, and leaves the rest to what they deserve, it's not a lack of fairness. It's merely God saying, I will extend mercy to some who don't deserve it. If we talk about fairness, we're all dead and we're all in hell. So it's not about fairness. It's about God's exercising His will to have mercy. I'm going to read a few quotes from Brother Branham. From the harvest time, the potter, as Roman 8 tells us, who can tell the potter? Can the clay say, make me thus see? No, God has to display all of his attributes, and so he has to make one vessel to dishonor, of dishonor and the other to honors to show that one up, of course, now, but he is sovereign, you see, nobody can tell him what to do. Then who is this Melchizedek, he says, and remember you, your eyes, your stature, whatever you was, you were in his thinking at the beginning, and the only thing that you are is the expression, word. After he thought it, he spoke it, here you are. If it isn't, if you wasn't in his thinking, there is no way at all for you to ever be there, for he is the one that gives eternal life. You remember how he read the scriptures. Not him that willeth or him that runneth, but God and that his predestination might stand true, he could choose before any time who. God is sovereign in his choosing. Did you know that? God is sovereign. Who was back there to tell him a better way to make the world? Who would dare to tell him he was running his business wrong? Even the very word itself is very sovereign. Even the revelation is sovereign. He reveals to whom he will reveal. The very revelation itself is sovereign in God. That's how people pound at things and jump in things and hit at things, not knowing what they're doing. God is sovereign in His works. Let's look at Romans 11, verse 36. For of Him, and through Him, and to Him are all things, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. All things come from God. Salvation is of the Lord. Salvation is not of you and me and our will. It's from God. Titus 1, verse 1 says, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith, uh-oh, <laughs> about to sneeze, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth which is after Godliness, So it's the faith of God's elect. So God has chosen some. First Peter 1, verse 1 and 2. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge, the forethought, the preplanning. Pre arrangement. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. Acts 13, verse 48. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord, and as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. The word ordained means to arrange in an orderly manner, to assign, to put in order, to station, to place in a certain order, to arrange. So God arranges and places in order those who believe. All right. And from it is the rising of the sun. Now the Holy Spirit comes now. Of course, it wasn't sent. Why? Why won't all the people receive it? It wasn't sent to them. A guy told me, I don't believe. I don't care what you'd say. If you could raise up the dead or anything and heal the sick and prove it anyway, I still don't believe it. I said, certainly not. You're an unbeliever. I don't mean a thing to you. Wasn't even sent to you. It sent, it's sent to those who will believe. The message is to the believer. To them that perish, it's foolishness, but to them that are in Christ, part of that seed, it's life. Ephesians uh, 1 4 to 11. According as He hath chosen us in Him, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, Predestinated according to the purpose of Him who worketh all things after the counsel of His own will. This is the sovereign God. He chose us in Christ before creation ever started. He predestinated, He predestined us to the placing of sons. What? According to the good pleasure of His will. Not according to our will, not according to our purpose. But according to the purpose of His will, we have redemption through His blood. We have forgiveness. He's abounded towards us in wisdom and prudence. Um, He made known unto us the mystery of His will. Why did He do it? According to the, the good pleasure that He purposed in Himself. It was His plan and it was His plan to give, make known to us the mystery of his will. The revelation of himself is sovereign. And we have inheritance because we're predestinated. Our inheritance is a new body on a new earth. So, And we're predestined to receive that new body on the new earth. And he does it all after the counsel of his own will. It is God's choosing. It is not our choosing. He does his own purpose for his own pleasure. Well, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know. You can contact me at jasondemars.com. May God richly bless you.